0: start off how do I start off the podcast well let's talk a little bit about about my life so Jersey Broad abroad I live this I'm from Jersey and I'm abroad I've been living abroad for 16 years and I sound kind of crazy when I when I say that when I tell people oh how long have you been over here oh well you know I definitely don't think they're expecting... For me to say 16 years, and I remember when I first came over uh, to Germany, I met people, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I just got here. Um, I'm from Jersey. It's my first time. My first time in Germany. My first, well, not really time in Europe." And then I was like, "How long you been here for?" And I say, "Oh, I've been here for 20 years, 25 years." I'm like looking at them, like, "You're crazy." What like? Oh, you've been here a long time. You are like, at a touch. You're old. Uh, you're running from something. <laughs> you're one of those weird expats, and now I'm like one of those people. I, I tell people like, yeah, I know, sixteen, and like I say sixteen, and then it's actually maybe seventeen. I have to like count later when I yeah, and then maybe it's 17 and i've been 16 for so long that i'm like oh my god and then boom it's 18 R- why not round it up to 20 i'm one of those weirdos i'm one of those old people and crazy like oh what are you here for what are you running from nothing actually i actually love i love the states i love america i love new jersey i love new york city but somehow my path has just brought me here, my path, I mean, my, my choices in life, everything, it's not something I kind of, it's just kind of happens, and you kind of blink your eyes, and you're then, you're that weird person saying that you've been somewhere for 16 years, and you really can't explain how, I don't know, you just kind of stay with your job, you stay with people you know, Um, it really wasn't, like a decision to stay over here, to stay in Europe forever and away from America forever. So what happened to me, kind of, I'm definitely too American, too, too Jersey, too New York personality, whatever, everything for Europeans. I don't fit in with the Europeans. I'm not a European. And then I'm too European (laughs) per se. America because when I do go to America I feel um like a kind of like a visitor and I feel a little out of it and I feel um I don't know, like I'm learning or new stuff. I don't feel like I really super belong. Maybe if I stay there for a while. For example, I was driving when I was visiting I go home like twice a year, two times, max three. And then, just driving, I go. I just got there, day one, day two, something like that, going over the George Washington Bridge, DWB, there I am, my little rental, doesn't have the little easy pass thing, and I go to the lady, and I look at her, and I'm like, oh my god, the tow booth lady that is, oh my gosh, I don't have any cash on me. I don't have any dollars. Like I didn't go to an ATM and like, pull out dollars yet. Um, I had some euros. I had some change. And I look at her and she's like, look at me. and I'm like, do you take credit card? I'm like, you take credit card, right? Like, can I give you my card? And My card. And she's like, uh, no. It's like 14 bucks or something. $16. I forget between 14 and 16 now. My like, six, let's go with 15. Okay. Fifteen bucks. I was like, shit. What's fifteen dollars? Like, on them. And then... She looked at me like, I'm insane. And I'm like... I'm so I'm sure she's seen, like, a lot of her fair share of insane stuff, like, throughout the day. But, I'm like, I don't live here. With my perfect, like, you know, American accent. I don't live here. I'm not from here. I should have, like, thrown an accent in, but I... Terrible at accents. I sound Chinese, like, every accent I do. So... I said, I don't have any. I have, I have Euro. Can I have an envelope and pay later? Okay, so, and everyone, I told my friends that my family was like what? They thought I was crazy. Like, they don't take credit card. Listen, I'm coming from because, in Europe, they take card everywhere. Like, if you drive to France, say you want to drive to Paris from Germany, like there's a toll and it's one say one fifty or one twenty five or say seventy cents. You. have slide your little card in like I don't have cash I'm not there like, counting coins and it's like and they're like fine with that you put your card in poof, comes out you're faster than counting your freaking little coins and everything it's totally okay so I'm like thinking I'm in George Washington British New York of course they take card like why not for $15 and also I'm like do you have a co- do you have an envelope and I can send it later Because I've seen places like that and I know like places like in Ireland, they post up when you're driving, they post a sign, all tolls not paid, Um, collected envelope and pay it by by tomorrow at six. I was like, what? That's like above the sign. Like they're like telling people you can pay tomorrow by six. And I thought that was like crazy, but I guess it worked for them. So I'm thinking, maybe we have, maybe America there's like a little system with like an envelope and I could mail it. Like, sorry, I owe you later. Can I get you later? GWB? But apparently not. So she was like, I know this is like suspenseful. Like, what happened? I know everyone's on the edge of their seats. Like, tell me what happened at the bridge story. What happened at the bridge? So then she was looking at me like, I'm insane. And she's like, go. And she like waved me on. I'm like, really? Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and I drove through. I was like, oh, my God. $15. Jeez, let me go. You know? I thought I'd, like, turn around. I, like, no idea what to do. That's, like, a problem. You know? What are they here? Like, that's... How many people do that a day like me? Maybe not. A lot. And what else do I do? And then driving. Well, I guess all my situations... A lot of my situations are driving and shopping in New Jersey. Where I'm, like, completely, like, a foreigner in my own land. For example, I was on the parkway. And then... I was, like, sick and tired of having all the coins. I had this massive, like, cup of, like, quarters and everything. And then I was, like, or, like, yeah, or break and change, you know. It was, like, constantly, like, every toll. I was, like, oh, do I have change from the last one? Last one was 150. This one's 50. This works out well. And, like, I kept, like, working it. Like, I was, like, more, I was, like, obsessing about, like, do I have change? Exact change, you know, because there's, like, different lanes you go in. And I go to, like, the person, and then I said, can I buy tokens? Because I'm like, that was great. You know, like a cup of tokens. I don't have to like obsess about this like dollar change, you know, ratio. And she's looking at me and she's like, no, we don't have those. We don't have tokens. Really? I'm like, you used to. And they're like, no. And I told my dad and he was like, uh, they got rid of those like freaking 10 years ago or more. <laughs> I was like, really? That's a good idea. Bring back the token. Right? Another thing. So I just felt silly because I also, like, obviously look, l- I don't look like I'm visiting. And they think I'm, I don't know, maybe scamming. I'm like a big scammer trying to, like, get, get stuff. So. But, yeah, like, shopping. The first couple of days when I go back, it's like, the shopping, Um, the choices are overwhelming. Like, overwhelming. And... I mean, it depends how long. I've, like, if I go like every, say I was going like there six months, and I was six months later, or like a couple of months, it's, it's okay. Like, I'm like, I'm prepared. But if I, it's like a year. Like, I'd say a year is like the cutoff of like, you know, and, th- and then you come back, and like a year later, you know, which is a significant amount of time. And then I go into a supermarket, and I'm like, wow. Check out all the granola bars. Look all the granola bars they have. Now check this out. Like there's so many choices. Oh, we have this one. But we have this one. So, oh, cereals. What? Do you really need that whole aisle of cereal? It's not very exciting, is it? This conversation. But just saying, it's definitely like a culture shock for me when I visit, and I don't feel like I, um, yeah, belong. And also another thing that like struck my nerves, my little European nerves is the recycling situation. And I would like, I couldn't believe people like throwing stuff together. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why aren't you recycling? You can't put plastic in there or like the paper, like everything. Like I have a package box. I rip off the plastic, put the plastic in the the yellow trash and then we have a paper bin and then there's a black bin for the trash trash and then there's like glass. Oh my God. I mean, that's a completely different situation. That's like you take that somewhere else. And then when you get there, you sort it by color, you know, you throw it in, you smash the shit out of it. And you sort it by color, there's no like throwing it in. So once I was at my grandmother's house and like she had a a glass jar of like tomato sauce and she's like, throw it in the trash. I'm like, what are you doing? I like saved it, took it out of the gra- trash. You can't do this. No, it's forbidden. It's like, I don't know. That's definitely like ingrained now, like once you do it. Yeah, I can't even, I like, I'll carry trash around with me. Like, I'll carry my can or or bottle, a plastic bottle, like, really, like, I carry it. I like, if I go traveling, and then, like, I bring it, I'll, like, bring it back with me. If I could, like, buy it in the airport, and it has, like, the little return thing on it, like, for the 25 cents, like, out of principle, I bring that shit back. Like, I put it in my bag, bring it back, I get my 25 cents back. Not because of the money, because of the principle. So, and, yeah. Don't think I'm a weirdo, because I'm really not. So every morning I drive into work and I drive through my little town, little German town, and it's really cute and I don't know, it's like this little bakery. So I just stopped at a bakery, I got like really nice fresh bread, and it's like this it's like a it's like a roll with um a pretzel topping like you know they put like the the pretzel the way they especially do I think they put like lye and then n- yeah and then they make the like that brown kind of pretzel like kind of germans do like really well and then it's on this bread it's like so good and they got this really nice cappuccino and they have this little like little cookies on the side take and it's just like this delicious cappuccino and I'm just like oh this is so nice you know and I sometimes think about if I moved back to New Jersey or New York and like how different my life would be not saying like better or worse it's just so so different like my morning just my morning commute alone would be so different you know and what would I do what would I be like I always think there's like another like my other other self that stayed in in the in the states like what would I be doing what is she doing she's probably much cooler because she's like more hip to like what's <laughs> going on and I don't know what is she doing what's she working what's her commute like she's taking you know the path train to New York every day good job in the city what I doing I don't know who knows but it's kind of like you make choices and such significant choices in your life but choose your path of where you're going, what you're doing. Um, yeah, and sometimes you have control over it. Sometimes it's just kind of meant to be. And you just kind of go where you're happy, I guess. So. And then you s- I'm over here so long now. I feel you get to a point where I don't know. If I would go back, where am I going back to? Like all my family's grown up now. The cousins that I left for little are all grown. Uh, parents are older. Most of my grandparents are gone. And it's sad, you know? And now I feel like this is kind of, this is my, i say home now, but I really don't know why I would be going back. And the people that you meet here, that you meet overseas, I think is very interesting dynamic because you would, a lot of expats and English speakers and people who are from other places, I'm talking everywhere, like English speaking or, yeah, people that could speak English well from other countries, See, like, you know, like India or, you know, someone from... From Spain speaks really good English, and you know everyone from the UK and from Ireland and Canada and uh, Australia. You know they kind of like meet up at these places, sometimes pubs, sometimes groups, and like like expat groups, and people kind of form like a little family. I think it's very cool because you would definitely hang out with a different type of person or people that you normally would if you had a big huge pool of people. you know what I mean, and you kind of find your similarities with each other because you're kind of in a in a strange or in a different environment than your own, and you kind of come together and I don't know. Then that's kind of how you meet so many international people. Like for m- most part of my time being here, I mostly met like that kind of group international. And I didn't really mix with Germans per se as much. Uh, hence the fact that I can't speak German very well at all. I, I could understand, but like the speaking is not so good. And then so, and also the Germans that I would be friends with, or kind of meet will definitely be ones that are English speaking and it's not just english but it's kind of like they're also like very into and interested in like america or england or and they kind of they they also kind of you know gravitate towards this culture of meeting different people and international groups you know and it's cool and then then you'll see like the the little german tables in your town people who's been there a long time it's kind of hard to to crack that that group and that code that's it's not really as you know come on welcome join us not so much you have to really work for that type of relationship i think so i used to blog under the name of jersey broad abroad and i really loved doing that I did travel blogging like for trips around europe and I decided that I wanted to start doing podcasts. I think that because I love listening to podcasts myself, and I just I think that I can um, make make it really fun and and engaging. Hopefully, and I think that um, I, I know I'm not going to make it all about me. This is definitely not about me. Um, I want to kind of introduce a lot of other people and different topics. And everything I can do, and just funny topics and comparisons about being a Jersey broad abroad, and so I kind of it kind of hit me one day why I want to start. And I <laughs> listen to, so I listen to the radio a lot. I listen to the New York radio still on um, streaming through the internet. I listen on our heart, I heart Radio, and I listen to Z100. So I used to listen to Z100 every day when I was younger. I mean, since it probably started, like, the morning show and everything, and I, then I listened through college, and so now I listen, and I get to hear the traffic that's going down, and which, you know, parking, the the street cleaning, which side, and this and that, what's in effect, and the weather, and any accidents, and I get to feel, I really, like, helps my home, my homesickness, because I'm... I, w- I listen while I'm at work And I'm doing work Don't worry I'm not like just like listening And staring in space So I'm like listening And I just feel like I'm there And I get to hear the callers And I think it's really, you know Hearing just the humor And then I love hearing the, the stories about the news Anyway, so I really enjoy it And Elvis Duran is like I'm a huge fan of El- Elvis Duran And he said something that You have to kind of find like your spark—that's something uh, that that triggers you, or like a spark that you know, like, like what you what you want to do, like kind of in life. But it was something like someone's talent or something. Uh, and then he was he was saying like when he was younger, something happened, something with him, and he always knew that he wanted to, to do, you know, be a be a DJ. And so when I was younger, and I was thinking about it, and I go, you know. When I was younger, like very young, I had a cassette player. And a cassette player would have a record button. So I would record radio stations and songs like everyone did, like making mixtapes. I would also record people like around my house and people and interview people. I honestly I have no idea what those tapes are, unfortunately, because it would be like ama- amazing to listen to. But I, um, I would record people. I would interview people. And then, so that's that's when I was um, really young. I don't even know, I can't even tell you how old, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. And then, when, fast forward a little bit to high school, I bought a Dictator, and I loved my Dictator, and I would record, and I would go around, this is like, obviously, way before <laughs> any type of cell phones, don't even, this is like during the age of the beepers, and the beeper was like, awesome. But I would go around with my dictator, and I would interview people, and I would talk, and I would record, like, what are you doing, this and that, and I would talk, and and have little conversations, and record the voice, and then, like, looking back now, I'm like, wow, I I was was so ahead of my time, like, I'm some type of, like, prodigy child, but, like, I was, like, really ahead of, you know, now, like, everyone's doing it, like, on their phones, or making YouTube videos, or blogs, or vlogs, vlog, it's a great word, and so I... But I was, like, the only one running around with, like, this dictator that was meant for, like, the office um, for recording, I guess, f- to give to, like, the admin or secretary, admin assistant, and to to type for you. Like, it was made for, like, office stuff. And I was using it, like, for, for fun and for interviewing and little tiny tapes. They have the little miniature tapes. I still have it, so I found it. And I, uh, just recently, I moved. I found it, and I was listening to it. First of all, my voice was, like, really squeaky, and, like, little, but I was in high school, and I was interviewing my, my boyfriend, my high school boyfriend, and, oh, my God, it's like, you know, this is a blast from the past, something that's even different than, than a video, like, you find a video now, you find, like, a, you have to find, like, a VHS tape, and you have to, like, you know, you're like, oh, wow, look at that video, because, you know, it just wasn't as many videos, like, we didn't have it. You know, and if you did you'd have like a blank tape you had to put in or I don't even know. But, you know, no one was carrying these big video cameras around. Um, so yeah, I, I had this thing and it was like kinda more intimate, like the voices were like very close up and we're talking and I was like, Wow, it's like just jumping right back, you know, this moment of my time. So I I was very cool. And I I realize now, like looking back, like I was saying, is like I love that. I love doing that, and I want to do more of that. And so, this is how Jersey Broad Abroad podcast started. It was a mix between me obsessing or stalking (laughs) Elvis Duran's everything he says. No, but like it was a mix between that. Like little piece of advice made it kind of like trigger. I'm like, wow, let's think about that. You know, and then finding my tape and everything. um, So I'm gonna have. Already, I have some lined up, some some people I want to talk to and uh, interview, and just make it really fun. And um, I of course, I would love feedback. I would love suggestions. And thanks for for joining. And if you're listening, it means you're listening. That means it's it's going. The Jersey Broughter Rod Podcast is starting, and thank you very much.